there. This is Aunt Polly's Weekly Podcast, a podcast I do just for you so you won't forget about me. Today we are going to start off with a story. This one is about Quillen the Unicorn. Quillen the Unicorn was born on the magic horn of Zamafia, where all the unicorns lived and thrived. Quillen's main responsibility was to watch over the little unicorns and help them learn to trot and canter and play ring toss with their baby horns. Every unicorn's responsibility is whatever they love to do most, and Quillen loved helping little unicorns. He taught them how to hip and hop and keep their chests up. One day, when Quillen was out chasing rainbows to practice guiding the littlest unicorns up the steep rainbow lines, Quillen got on a particularly long rainbow that just seemed to keep going and going. Finally, when Quillen had come to the end of the rainbow, Quillen looked around and didn't recognize a single thing. The trees were big and wide and green, not at all like the skinny pink palapa trees back on Zamafia. There were birds of all shapes and sizes, but they were brown and gray and white and black, not bright purple or blue or green or purple and white stripes like they were back home. Then Quillen started to hear noises. Big, loud noises, unlike anything ever heard on Zamafia, and voices. But the voices sounded gruff and hard. Not at all sing-songy and light, like back in Zamafia. Finally, a bird got close, and Quillen asked the bird, Excuse me, winged friend, but where is this place where we are meeting? You're in the Bronx. And how far is this Bronx from Zamafria? How would I know? Go check the subway map. A map? That would be wonderful. Where do I find this map? In the subway station. Sheesh! The bird muttered and yelled to its friends. We got ourselves a tourist. Quillen thanked the bird, though the bird had not been very helpful. Quillen hoped there might be better help somewhere else. Quillen walked through the green trees and across the big green lawns, trying to stay out of view until it became more clear where this place was and what was in it. Like most unicorns, Quillen had never been out of Zamafia. Sure, Zamafia had its problems. The Winnawaki bugs were everywhere in the summertime. The unicorns had to constantly shake their manes and flip their tails to keep them off. Sometimes, the winter months stretched too long, and the fruits and leaves and palapa nuts dried up, and everyone had to eat the dried goncha grains from the early fall harvest that tasted like sweetened muckgrass. But no one ever thought about leaving. They complained. They went off on solo trots to clear their manes and find balance in their horns. But at the end of the day, Zamafia, with its multicolor sunsets, triple full moons, and singing stones, was much too wonderful to ever leave. Just thinking about it now, Quillen wished to be back on the other side of that rainbow. What were all the little unicorns doing without someone to guide them and tell them to hip-hop your feet and keep your ears high and chest forward? Right about then was when Quillen chanced upon a sleeping young human. As Quillen approached, the human opened its eyes and let out a loud laugh. 
Clearly, I'm still dreaming. What's dreaming? Quillen asked. And it's talking, right, the human said and sat up. Well, might as well enjoy this. Where are you headed, unicorn? I'm trying to find the map. I'm trying to figure out how far it is to Zamafia. This is amazing. You look so real. Friend, can you tell me where I can find this subway map? A bird said it was at the subway station, but I don't know what that means. I'm not really sure where anything is right now. I fell asleep out here last night. I've had a tough string of bad luck. I got dropped from a TV show, then I got dumped, and I lost my apartment. I've been trying to get a new show going, but it's been hard, the human said. But why am I telling you any of this? Quillen felt sorry for the human. Well, maybe we can go find the map together. If you don't know where you are either. My name's Caspian, the human said. I'm Quillen. So that horn, it's like fake, right? Caspian asked as they started walking together. Of course not. Quillen replied. Where did you say you were from? The Isle of Zamafia, Quillen replied. And as they walk, Quillen explained how the rainbow had kept stretching and stretching, and somehow, when it ended, Quillen had landed here, in the Bronx. Quillen explained how different it was, how everything was louder but less colorful. As they walked, Quillen started to notice all the humans stopping to look. Caspian told Quillen that most people had probably never seen a talking unicorn before. You know, Caspian said, a lot of people would pay to see you. Maybe we could do a show together, you and me. Quillen liked Caspian, and he wanted to help him. So Quillen agreed to do a show. Months later, their show, I Came Here on a Rainbow and Other Unicorn Tales, had gone from off-off Broadway to Radio City Music Hall. People came from far and wide to see and hear Quillen. As the New York Times reported, Quillen, the first star of stage and stable, has no equal. Caspian was a funny MC who made the audience laugh while Quillen told stories of Zamafia, how the pink palapa trees turned blue and white in the winter, and how there were wise old vines that told the unicorn's history, and how unicorns were born when rainbows touched sea foam before a triple full moon. Quillen even explained how the color of a unicorn's mane had to be agreed upon by the wind and the rain. Quillen's favorite part of the show was when all the children were allowed to come up to the front of the theater and ask questions. One question so many children asked was, Are you a boy unicorn or a girl unicorn? And Quillen had to explain every time the unicorns were just unicorns. We aren't boys or girls. We're just unicorns. Quillen had a beautiful apartment on the ground floor of a building on Central Park West. During the days, Quillen would take small children on rides around the park. Most of the children couldn't go to school or didn't go to school for one reason or another. Most of them were very sad about it. 
but they loved riding on a bare white-backed unicorn and petting a rainbow mane and getting to touch a golden horn. And Quillen loved being able to bring a smile to their faces and would trot as gently as possible while humming old tunes from the mafia. Quillen got an agent named Gloria, who would often interrupt afternoon naps by barging into the apartment yelling, Darling, 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 I have a huge offer for you. Just huge, darling. Quillen had met Gloria one day near the Central Park Reservoir, when she was crying on a bench about being a washed-up, has-been of an agent. So Quillen asked her to be an agent, and she'd parked right up. She was very devoted to Quillen, and she was always saying how Quillen would be bigger than Bette Midler. But Quillen didn't really know what that meant. Quillen usually didn't like the offers Gloria proposed because they meant quitting the show with Caspian and going to a place called Los Angeles, and that would mean saying goodbye to all those children who he trotted around the park and who came to see the show each night. Darling, hold on to your horn. I've got it. You and Caspian, who still won't sign with me, but anyhow. You and Caspian can be the stars of a new show. A rainbow lands in Brooklyn. It's got big names behind it. Well, what's it about? It's a show for children. There's all kinds of children in Brooklyn now. These couples, they get pregnant in Manhattan. They swim over to Brooklyn to spawn. Oh. That would be wonderful, Quillen replied. What will we do with the children? Can I teach them to trot, to hip-hop, just right, and keep their chests up? Quillen thought back to those tiny unicorns he used to teach in Zemafria. He tried not to miss Zemafria too much. Sometimes it seemed that Rainbow knew just what it was doing when it brought Quillen here. There was a lot of joy to be brought to New York, but sometimes Quillen missed the other unicorns. I think you'll just read them stories, Barbara said. Maybe do field trips. There might be a boat captain. Captain Courage or something teaches yachting. I'll ask for a script. Soon Caspian and Quillen were scouting for new places in Brooklyn to be close to their TV show set. Quillen discovered the Brooklyn Promenade and quickly got hooked on the beautiful views from the promenade to downtown Manhattan. Gloria got a fabulous real estate broker who found Quillen a beautiful townhouse in an old mew, which was where fancy people had once kept their horses and carriages. Caspian and Quillen loved exploring Brooklyn together. They walked together and talked together just like when they first met all those years ago in the Bronx. Though Caspian smelled a lot better these days. They found all kinds of things for the kids to do. They made ceramic mugs in Red Hook, made sandcastles in Coney Island, and took trapeze flying lessons in Williamsburg. Quillen had a hard time doing trapeze lessons with those hooves. The children loved a rainbow lands in Brooklyn, and Gloria loved the big checks that kept coming in. Quillen kept giving rides to those unlucky children who couldn't go to school and enjoyed talking with each and every one. But as the years began to pass, Quillen was starting to get tired. 
Caspian noticed and asked Quillen if they should stop doing the show, but the thought broke Quillen's heart. Caspian insisted, though, that they slow down. You can't hip-hop like you used to, bud. One day, on one of Quillen's walks along the promenade, Quillen noticed that the crews were clearing away the land along the waterfront right below the promenade. A neighbor stopped next to Quillen and said, About time! They're finally building the park down there. Quillen watched the progress giddily, excited to have a new park to bring the children to. On an inspection one day with a Parks Department employee who had happily offered to give our horned VIP a private tour, Quillen noticed a huge glass box sitting on the waterfront. What's that beautiful box? Quillen asked. It's for the carousel, the parks employee responded. Quillen had never heard of a carousel. It's a ride for children, the employee explained. The horses go around in circles. Well, I mean, they aren't real horses. They're like fake. I think they're wood horses. And the children ride them. They, they really love it. No unicorns? Quillen asked. Not yet, he replied. Every afternoon from then on, Quillen would stroll down to the carousel and sit in the grass and watch as the children happily climbed on and giggled and laughed with their parents as the horses went up and down in those same circles around the carousel. Quillen started to think a lot about Samafria on those afternoons, remembering the small unicorns trotting and playing and playing ring toss with their baby horns, the pink palapa trees swaying in the breezes, and the singing stones making their music. Caspian came with Quillen some afternoons, and it was there, on that grass, that Caspian broke the news. I know I said I'd never do it, Caspian said, but I'm moving to L.A. I think in our time in Brooklyn is just over. The kids are getting too old, and I'm ready for some year-round sunshine. I think it's time to trade in the subway for a Tesla. Quillen was a bit shocked at first, but the more Quillen thought about it, the more sense it made. The children were getting older. They didn't care about the show like they used to. That night, on the way back to his mew, rain started falling and it kept falling until the next afternoon. When the raid slowed down, Quillen made the normal walk up and down the promenade, then headed down to the carousel. As Quillen approached, the sun came out, and a huge rainbow appeared, stretching right to the edge of the carousel, then climbing high into the clouds. Quillen could feel the rainbow's pull, but Quillen didn't know how to leave behind Brooklyn, and all the children he'd come to love. It occurred to Quillen, just as the rainbow started to recede. Quillen knew what to do. Quillen stood still in front of the carousel and remembered every child's laugh, every smile and bright-eyed twinkle, every good question, and put all that energy through the glass box into the carousel and left that part of Quillen behind so that all the children in Brooklyn could always ride a unicorn. And off Quillen went, 
returning to Zamafria on a rainbow. This week's sponsor is Asian elephant boogers from the Bronx Zoo, picked right from their snouts by verified zookeepers. Asian elephant boogers make a great afternoon treat whether you like your boogers crunchy or gooey. The boogers come in snack packs or supersized jugs. Order soon to get 15% off a dozen booger snack packs or two supersized booger jugs. Just use Aunt Polly at checkout for this great deal on tasty and fresh Asian elephant boogers. Okay, this week there's an Aunt Polly weird animal alert. So Aunt Polly has been doing a lot of hiking around New York City in an area called the Hudson Valley. There are lots of animals in the Hudson Valley, including chipmunks, deer, bears, frogs, and squirrels. But one animal that stands out, even though it is not even the size of a bear's paw, is the orange salamander. These orange salamanders are not just orange. They are bright orange, like traffic cone orange. And they really stand out against all the green and brown ground in the Hudson Valley, even though they only grow about two inches long. They spend their winter and spring living in streams, then disperse out into the woods in the summer and fall. That's why Polly, Aunt Polly, has seen so many on her hikes. She's really enjoyed seeing them this summer. But the most interesting thing about orange salamanders is that when they're threatened or a predator tries to attack them, they curl their bodies, place their heads under their tails, then lift up their tails and shake them side to side at their enemies. So they shake their butts to defend themselves. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, that's it for this week. An Aunt Polly reminder. I love you all to the moon and back and can't wait until I get to see you all again.